You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Album Tunes, Here Before You Die. I don't have to be here, you know. I don't have to show up here. With my vast financial holdings, I could have been basking in the sun in Florida. This is just a hobby for me. Nothing, you hear? A hobby. For this episode, we'll be talking about the dictators. Go, girl, crazy. On the line, I got Rob. Shake your poopa. Ben. Abe. And John. I have to be here, you know. <laughs> it's a hobby to me. Go, girl, crazy is the debut album by American punk rock band, The Dictators. It was released on March of 1975 on the Epic record label and is produced by murray krugman and sandy perlman and the genre is proto-punk and punk rock i'm going to read from the book lino portella guerrero in 1975 two american kids legs mcneil and john hallstrom spent their summer listening to go girl crazy by the dictators each night they ended up shouting out every song on the record not long after they founded punk magazine one of the bibles of the anarchic movement that exploded in the late 70s. Like the New York Dolls, the Dictators were punk forerunners years before the Ramones, the Dead Boys, and the Sex Pistols were even heard of. Dick Manitoba, an ex-roadie, and the Dictators' secret weapon was singing about gorging food, drinking beer, going out with girls, and watching B-movies. Go Girl Crazy was one of the first punk records long before that term was coined, but it offered much more garage sound surf and heavy metal. Guitarist Ross the Boss Friedman was later to form Man of War. The Dictators gained a devoted following partially through their offbeat sense of humor. Witness the striking cover of Go Girl Crazy with Manitoba posing in a filthy locker room. The record had all the ingredients for success, but the events took an unfortunate turn. Not long after it was released, Epic ditched them, bad management, badly planned tours, and inner band bickering uh, did not help. The album did not attract mass interest until 1977, by which time bands such as the Ramones had minted their own brand of high-energy cartoon punk. The Dictators were sadly uh, relegated to the sidelines. Nevertheless, Go Girl Crazy was the first. All right, what do we think of the Dictators? Go I Girl got Crazy. I you a whoa, whoa, yes. whoa! <laughs> it's, man. I've never heard it before, man. It's It was a mind opener. It's silly and fun. It's great. It's so much fun. It's trash. It, it's it's yeah. it's fast. It's it's power trash. It's it's it, it's just right. Yeah, it's right along with the New York Dolls sort of high energy garbagey. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, like, like, like Black Flags TV party. I mean, it's it's fun and dumb. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a sequencing issue. I, I I think that they get to I got you, babe, way too quick in the album for me. 
I think I, so too. I'm, I'm not ready yeah. for a cheesy cover of I Got You Babe by Track Two. I, I I need more. I need to fully be on board with what they're doing before they do a Sonny and Cher cover. They they open right with the intro to like their band with the next big thing, like explaining who they are, showing fucking amazing guitar riffs and how they can be goofy and also good. But you're right. It's not enough. And now here's a Sonny and Cher song. Right. It's too, it's too much goof too soon. I, I agree. I'm fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, there, there's, there's not a bad song on the record. And I, after listening to it for the past eight weeks, since it's been, we're in quarantine season here. Uh, like it, it just keeps getting better. <laughs> I fucking love it. Chaga, chaga, huga, chaga, huga, chaga. Yeah, it's 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 really good. It's just yeah, it's the Ramones. I mean, it's everything that you want from a punk rock, loud, snotty, juvenile, energetic. I think what makes them special, I mean, we're obviously it's a very Turbo Negro-ish inspired band, also very uh very much Alice Cooper in that same vein. But I think what separates them is Ross the Boss. The guitar work on it is spectacular. There's some yeah, no, very he's, kick-ass solos. He's, he's punching way above <laughs> his, uh, his weight or what, what the weight of this band would be. Um, yeah, like Euroboy, you can actually hear him lifting licks from uh, the, the opening track for, uh, for Get It On. Yeah, like absolutely lifted, like stylistically, like constant soloing. It's ah, I just, I, I don't know. This band should be uttered in the same breath with the exact same, like, um, just, uh, I don't know, uh, pure fealty to punk rock that you get with the Ramones or you get with uh, the Damned and all of that. Like, they, they should be way more well known than they are. And it's, uh, yeah, I agree with that. They're they're a deep dive. They're they're de- I feel like they're deeper than the Dead Boys. Although I don't know, they're probably about the same as Dead Boys and some of those other New York. Uh, I mean, Dead Dead Boys were a Cleveland band, um, and yeah, I mean they 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 were running around, they 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 were all playing like uh, Max's Kansas City and uh, CBGBs like around the same time. But yeah, just. I, I think Back to Africa might be one of the best punk songs ever written. <laughs> I, I, t- today I learned at this point in their career, uh, Handsome Dick Manitoba was not considered a member of the band. <laughs> he yeah, was. He's on the cover of the album. <laughs> he was. He was he's, their. He was their mascot. Yeah. They, he was their. He's roadie. like the boss town, right? <laughs> he, he was their roadie and mascot, and and secret weapon. And secret weapon, definitely secret weapon. And then he would, he, uh, and quote, occasional lead singer, but not band member until their second album. Nope. Because <laughs> <laughs> what all these songs, for the most part, other than the covers, were written by Andy Chernoff and sung by Andy Chernoff as the, as the lead. That's what I gathered. Except, uh, well, uh, Handsome Dick is the occasional lead, but right. I Handsome- am not yet familiar enough with the band to know when handsome dick singing and when Andy's singing. I think handsome dick's voice is the like punched up, like 
Brooklyn showy, like, I don't have to be here, you know. Oh, that's, oh yeah. That's Manitoba. Well, Because that's a mascot talking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. That's like gritty. <laughs> <laughs> some videos and when does the the third guitarist enter the the ring because there's on this album there's only two guitarists right yeah, yeah. Right. shirt off and but Ross I, the but boss. seeing some videos I was very curious because when there's three guitars going it's a party there's three guitars a bass guitar and then when the three th- guitars would that maybe be when both Andy Chernoff and Mark the Animal Mendoza are in the band because their tenures overlapped. Yeah, yeah, you're I right. Mendoza was the bassist. Mendoza was the bassist. No, and, no, he, but Andy is uh, keyboards. Andy was keyboards when Mendoza was on bass. Andy uh, was the bass player. Andy was the bass player. Then he quit, and they got Mendoza. And then Andy came back, and Mendoza was still there. So Andy was on keyboards. But I was wondering during that time when they're both in the band, if there were songs where maybe one of them would just switch to third guitar. Yeah, that would make, that makes sense. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Don't need keyboards on every song. You sure don't know. <laughs> not, not a dictator. Song. <laughs> I agree. I 100% agree. <laughs> no, this, this album, it, it just, it's like a punch in the gut or the balls, I guess. It's just <laughs> <Yeah>. both <laughs> ultimate punch. <laughs> it's so silly, but at the same time, charming. You want to go to, you want to see the, these guys. You want to see and, what. And man, what the live footage on. like that we've seen, like, uh, like there's just some really good YouTube like live shows of the like in '77. I think it was at Winterland. Mm-hmm. Is that the uh, other one? Francisco, yeah. Son of a bitch! They're just. It, it's fantastic. Murder in it, man. Yeah. Hanging They've got out the booze. I'll give them that. <laughs> Hell yeah, they do. Is that a rundown quote? That might be a rundown quote. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, how do you, I mean, obviously it's punk music, but how else would you categorize it? Like, there's so many throwbacks to like classic rock. This is rock well, and roll. Like, it's, it's punk, yes. But before before punk was a term that was in the dictionary, I would have just called this rock and roll, man. Like now that we have the perspective of like all of, all of punk that has unfolded since 1975. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this is definitely the beginning of what we call punk, but it's yeah. not like, it's not like uncha, 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 uncha punk. Like this is, this is rocking and or rolling. I would say too the vocals, the deadpan delivery of the vocals of, of sort of sneering and snarling those vocals is very that's before the sort of like Ramones esque, 
you know, that that sort of tips it over, I think, into more punk territory. Instead of trying to hit those notes or anything, they don't give a shit about those those little, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, they're, and they're, I, similar to Johansson, you know? Yeah, very New York yeah. Dolls. Yeah. yeah. But oh, just, sorry, sorry, Buster. I, I meant Buster. <laughs> yes, you meant Buster. Point <laughs> uh, but it's just faster. Like the the energy levels up from the dolls on this yeah. record, um, and I think that's what sets it apart and like makes it more like a better example of like I guess what might be considered the first punk record um, by some, and then it, it, it's all arbitrary ultimately. Like no no one cares who was first at this point, but just they they. I bet handsome they, Dick does. Uh, he he might. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's just so good and it should be way more well known than it is. Um, and I mean, in the punk circles, people know the dictators, but someone wearing a Ramon shirt, they got at target should also know about handsome Dick Manitoba. We got to get dictator shirts in target is what we got to do. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> For There's whatever reason wrong. that, uh, the cover of this record reminds me of the cover of the first twisted sister record where it's D Snyder holding a, uh, giant, uh, like Turkey leg and <laughs> full drag. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. What a good record. Yeah. yeah. What's your, what's, what's your favorite track on the record, Ben? The first track really got me. I yeah. really like the next big thing. Uh, next big thing. Uh, I keep on coming back to, uh, back to Africa and, uh, I don't know, maybe Two Tub Man. Two Tub Man's yeah. good. Man. Two Tub Man's great. Uh, Master Race Rock is great. <laughs> Fuck, their California Sun is fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Another uh, Ramones also did California Sun. It was like, it, like, did you have to do a California Sun to be in the in the New York punk scene? Maybe. <laughs> I did not know the Ramones did one. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> they. Uh, um. I think they saw it and then they said, "We can do it." We can also do this. I bet we can do it a little bit faster. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did want to mention their stage show, which did. Did you mention that he comes out in full wrestling regalia? Did not. And does his uh, sort of a stage presence with that. He's got his jacket, though, too. With like like the big like, uh, what do you call those sleeves? They're cinched at the shoulder and at the wrist, but then they just billow out in the middle. Uh, the pirate shirt it's kind of yeah it's like a pirate jacket that uh is emblazoned on the back handsome dick manitoba (laughs) it's hang it's hanging up in the locker room on the cover so good i guess they were kind of notorious uh shit shit talkers right starters they heckled everyone of course they did cbgb's (laughs) they yeah i think ran a the uh, crashed cars. <laughs> there's a bunch uh, of afros too. Of, yeah, yeah. You, you, you can tell that band. they're just assholes who like to party, <laughs> <laughs> and all Jews. <laughs> all of them. Yeah. I love it, man. It's amazing, and they and they like call it out in their first song. They're like, yeah. "We knocked them dead in Dallas. They didn't know we were Jews." <laughs> it's like, fuck yeah, guys. Man, oh, it's beautiful. I, I, I'm so surprised that I'd never heard of this album. It's too good. It's too good. Yeah, it's party rock. It is. Is anyone in this in this conversation? Uh, ha, ha, have we dug any deeper than this first album? 
I went to the one that came out in the year 2000 and it's very good. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they, they've broken up a few times, but yeah, they, well, they had to start man of war. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, they, I think they were still going while he was doing man of war. Uh, but yeah, no, the, uh, the one that came out in 2000, um, I think all music review said it was, uh, like, their most concise offering (laughs) 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 or whatever that's worth. How many original members is Ross, the boss back from man? He is is back. That's fantastic. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta let, balloon. You just gotta let HDM talk for a minute. So so handsome Dick Manitoba becomes the lead singer officially, like what, two years after this album? Album two is when he's credited as the singer of the band. Album one, he is credited as roadie slash occasional singer slash secret weapon slash mascot. <laughs> He does a great job of those roles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would I would uh recommend Blood Brothers too. That's that was like the last one of like the classic yeah. original lineup, right? It features an like, uh guest appearance from Bruce Springsteen. Uncredited. Oh yeah. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's been a lifelong fan, right? He's like a big yeah. dick fan, like two of this day. And does he he counts off a song? <laughs> Right, he does. Like, one, yeah. two, one, two, three, four. <laughs> I love it. That's love fantastic. That. <laughs> yeah, our first album didn't sell that much, but Bruce Springsteen's our biggest fan. So, <laughs> so we got that going for us. That's something. It's pretty nice. <laughs> it's, it's pretty nice. Yeah. I was gonna say too. I was pretty surprised. Just the, yeah, the songs. This is so Turbo Negro. The songs on it is yeah. is so good. Man, just smart ass and beautiful. Yeah. And just like the little the little things, the call and responses, the harmonies. I mean, it's a lot. It's crazy too, because this is exactly what the thing that they're aping is the sort of metal. It, it hasn't gone far enough for them to even ape it yet. It hasn't gone into the stadium level rock that will become the blow you know, big rock bands that play stadiums, but they're already sort of making fun of that, which I thought was really interesting that they had the the perspective of that sort of uh, making fun of, you know, Led Zeppelin or what yeah, all I mean, those well, other bands. Everything had already gotten bloated by now. Really, like, though? Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, like the, the f- fucking Genesis lamb lays down on Broadway. It already happened. That is just a <laughs> giant bloated sack of potatoes right there. Yeah. I, mean, I guess bad, I can see that. Bad company has formed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bad company. Sure do. Man. God. The seals have, have shattered. <laughs> so th- those of us here that, that spent some time living in Bloomington, Indiana, did you ever get acquainted with 
seventies punk yes. band from Bloomington, the Gizmos. A lot like some of the hooks and the courses on this that, that reminds me of like some of that old Gizmo stuff that uh, old timers in Bloomington would play yep. for me. So about the sa- same era. Dead boy. Yeah, or, was, was uh, get- not dead boys. Uh, Zero boys. Zero voice. Yeah. Me. Was Gizmo's yeah. Uh, Midwest is all right. Yep. Or the Midwest is okay. <laughs> it wasn't even all right. It's just, uh, Midwest, Midwest is, okay is all right for fighting. <laughs> Midwest is okay sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a response to who had the song can't stand the Midwest. And then they, they had Midwest can be all right. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. I'm, I'm so glad that, Punk rocks here. <laughs> I'm feeling. Yeah. Hey guys, it's official. Man, we made it. We made it. <laughs> we made it. 1975. Yep. Market. <laughs> Around the corner, we're going to have the class of 77, and it's all gravy from there. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we think. That's what we think. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, then we God. get to, and then we get to the the Limp Biscuit album, and uh, <sighs> there's going to be the other side of the 70s that is that is like the pop oh, disco disco and Ooh. we have to get to that hopefully it'll just be the creme de la creme of it man man I, i'm here for the creme de la creme of disco i Me just too. don't want to go through the disco trenches like we went through the psychedelic trenches <sighs> i don't think there's a bad song on this record guys nope I, I think that two covers are are great and everything else is fucking awesome i yeah. I, I, I get you ben I, I think that i got you babe could have been uh put somewhere else in it but i mean Ultimately, I, I don't know. I don't know. What, what's up, Bert? It doesn't bother me now. It was just first listen when I was still getting to know the band. I was fully on board with the next big thing. And then they go straight into the Sunny and Cher. And it was like, it's like a, I did like a stutter step in my appreciation, you know? I think it's always a bad move to do a cover so early on an album. I think you're right. I Especially think... such a goofy cover. Yeah. They're a goofy band. They are a goofy band, but I need to, uh, on first listen, I needed to know them just a little bit better until I was ready to accept that much goofiness into my heart. Now I'm mm-hmm. here for it. You know, now it doesn't bother me at all. Track two, track whatever. But on initial listen, it it, it caught me a little bit on my heel. Yeah. I hear you. I agree with that. If they did just stuck it one more song, I don't think a cover yeah. should come before... Unless you have the perfect cover of something and you want to put it right on the first track or something. Even if they just swap tracks two and three, go from Mm -hmm. next big thing and back to Africa into I Got You, Babe. Uh, I I believe they elevated the source material with I Got You, Babe. (laughs) And then I think Beavis and Butthead elevated a little bit more. (laughs) Beavis and Butthead at least brought Cher back for it. <laughs> I for, dude, I forgot about that cover. Of course he did. That's true. All right, what do we think? Uh, do we need to go around the room, or is everybody uh, just thumbs up? Yeah, positive. Okay. positive. Absolutely positive, positive, positive. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I think this is this is great. Yeah, sold like dog shit when it first came out. <laughs> uh, but Most yeah, good albums do. But yeah, absolute classic. Yeah, a must for anybody interested in punk rock for sure. Mm-hmm. Early punk too, or just where where uh, stadium rock? I don't know. Like the, uh, the Village Voice called it a a blueprint for bad taste, humor, and defiance, and I think that kind of wraps it up really nicely. 
Hell yeah. That's awesome. All right. Next time we'll be talking about Noi. Noi 75.